The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. We're coming to you live from the Warner Center in Woodland Hills, California. This is the home for Autism Live. It is also the home for the Center for Autism and Related Disorders. We're so thrilled to be here with you on this Wednesday morning. This is my favorite time of the year when we talk about toys, 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 toys. And we're really going to be hitting it hard today. You know, we call this our Festival of Toys. If you haven't looked already, we have a toy guide on our new website that is still in beta. I still need some more people to check it out. Uh, so we're going to ask you if you're watching us on our regular page, which is autism-live.com. Head over, Gabe is showing it to you on the screen right now, http colon backslash backslash beta.autism-live.com. And let us know if you're able to see the live video there. That's the last piece that we have to make sure is working before we roll it out and, and make it the real instead of the beta. Um, but while you're there, on the top of uh, the page, there's a link, a cute little icon, and if you click on it, um, it says Toy Guide, and it will bring you right to the Toy Guide that we'll be talking about the entire show. If you want to see that on the regular website, autism-live.com, you only need to click on the blog, and there's a link to the Toy Guide there. So you can get to it on either page, but we do want you to check out the beta because we think you guys, uh, I, and I've gotten great feedback about using the, the different interactive things, but we have to see, we can only test the live show when it's live. So I need somebody to go over there right now and let me know, can you see it? And is it working? And try to ask a question on the live feature so we can see if it works. Uh, all right, so I mentioned that we're coming to you in lots of different ways, and, and I believe Gabe just showed you a bunch of the different ways that you can connect with us. Our goal really is for this to be an interactive show however it works best for you whether you want to email us you can participate on Facebook you can be on YouTube uh, you can be on Periscope uh, whatever Twitter whatever flips your switch we like to interact with you in real time now if you're still on the old site autism-live.com if you look to the side of the computer screen there's something that we call the live feature there if you put your cursor in the box that says your question all you have to do is type and hit enter it'll show up here on my screen if you're on the beta site which is about to be the the real site forever there is a link at the bottom that says chat and you just click on it and it opens up the window so that you can chat if you would like to, and we are able to see when you chat. Uh, okay, I always like to remind you guys that we have a lot of experts on the show. I am not one of them. I'm a mom, a former teacher, and I'm an autism mom, a proud out autism mom. 
So I want to help you guys to get to the resources that are important to you, not necessarily what I think is important, right? Because this is not a one-size-fits-all community. Uh, so please write in and tell me what you need, and I'll be happy to help you. Heaven knows that I'm in karmic debt because my son is doing so well, and I want to help you to be able to do that too. Um, but I will say this, I, I'm not an expert, but uh, you know, I, I think after, I guess we're at like 12 years now of me reviewing toys for autism. I think I'm getting there as an autism toy reviewer expert. Maybe I would be willing to say, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm an expert in that. And so throughout today's show, we're going to be showing you, uh, some cool toys talking about why they're particularly good for autism. And some of them are award winners in our guide this year. You know, we changed the guide this year because of things that you guys said last year. And now you said last year that it was great, but you just wish that you could have ordered the toys right from the guide. So we did that for you this year. If you go to the guide, all you have to do underneath each toy, there is a purchase button. And if you click it, it takes you to another site where you can purchase the toy directly from there. Sometimes it takes you to Amazon. Sometimes it takes you directly to the seller's website. Um, we don't make a penny on that. I have to be completely upfront with you. It is not, we're not making any money on that whatsoever. And the toys that you see before you, we are donating those this Saturday at our Sensitive Santa event that's happening at the We Rock the Spectrum in Tarzana. I have to be honest that that is sold out. And of course I say sold out, they're free, but uh, all the tickets have been reserved. But I, if I were you and you really want to come, I would check back on a regular basis because sometimes as it gets closer to the date, people will cancel their tickets because, you know, something comes up or one of the kids gets sick. So definitely keep an eye on the website and see, and you go to Eventbrite to find those tickets. Go to Eventbrite and put in Autism Live Sensitive Santa and you'll be able to find it easy peasy. Okay, uh, we're going to get started with our Festival of Toys with a uh, piece that we recorded two days ago before our, one of our interns, Charlie, was here and she was going to be leaving and we wanted to have her demo some Melissa and Doug toys with us. I love Melissa and Doug. So check it out. Here's what we had to say about Melissa and Doug. Welcome back to the show. I'm Shannon Penrod, and you're here at the Festival of Toys. And joining me is the fabulous Charlie Denocker. She's like our toy expert this year. <laughs> yeah. uh, and because you've done a great deal of work on the toys for us. Thank yeah. you so much for all the help that you've given. Thank you. So I love it. Uh, we're going to talk about the Melissa and Doug toys right now. How much do we love them? They're great. We love them. They have so many toys and they're all very cool. They are. And one of the things that I love about Melissa and Doug that's a hallmark of theirs is that the, a lot of their toys are wood-based toys and really well-made toys. Um, but they've branched out now so all of their toys aren't just wood, um, which is really fun. <laughs> Maybe we should start with talking about one of our award winners um, this year that the um, we featured this when we went to the toy store, but the Play Vet set um, is super duper cool. Talk to us a little bit about what is in that set there, Charlie. This set? Yeah. Um, so this is called Pet Vet, and it's basically just you can play with these uh, plush animals and basically treat them if they're sick. It's actually really cute. They have this little thing. Stethoscope. Stethoscope <laughs> that you can use, and you can listen to it their heartbeats. And what and then, did you call that thing around his neck? 
Oh, the cone of shame. The cone of shame yeah. on the kitty. Yeah, and then it comes with little like medicine and stuff you can use. It's really cute. It's I love functional pretend play, but this is not only functional pretend play, but it's also, uh, you know, it's that make believe where you get to be the that. Yeah. Um, and we call that sociodramatic play, which is really fun. It's a great way for kids to learn and play. So I, I especially love the little cast that can go on either of the yeah, animals' so legs. Yeah, it's so cute. And then when they're well, the cast can come off. Yeah. So that toy, just so people know, it won in our toy and gift guide, it won the Toddler Parent Award. Um, because parents just absolutely love that toy. I wanted to talk next about when you've got little ones and you want to work on finger skills, this is a great toy. I've got it unpackaged here, but here it is packaged. It's the lock and latch board, so it comes all sealed up. You can see it here. Um, and these are super fun for kids to play with. Everybody always wants to unlatch. There's a, uh, once they do unlatch something, there's a surprise inside. So there's an automatic reinforcer. And it helps to build finger skills, motor skills, and help them to learn to do these um, things. There's a, there's a code that comes on the back so that they have to dial. I know it seems silly, but if you want to start working with a 13-year-old when they go to junior high on how to do their locker, it's a bad time to wait, right? When uh, kids start to work on these things when they're really little, when they're reinforcing, um, and then there's the surprise when they get inside, it's a really cool thing. So uh, another thing that we recommend, and it comes with the, the key attached here so that they can unlock. Don't wait until they're 13 to start working on latch and lock skills. It's a really fun fun therapy tool. Okay, so uh, also, you know, people make fun of the functional pretend play toys, but for our kids on the spectrum, they're super fabulous. So you've got a really fabulous toy over there. This was a big seller uh, all through Black Friday. It's a Melissa and Doug. It's a cleaning set. Yeah. I, and I super love this. It's got a, a mop. It's got the little dust tool. It's got the broom, and it's got the dustpan. And again, people tend to think, oh, you know, who wants to get a dustpan? Uh, but, you know, the truth is is that all little kids want to do is be like adults. Yeah. And, again, why would you wait? And um, you, do you want us to show the broom a little bit closer? Um, so look at how cute that is. Now, it looks <laughs> like the bristles are black because we shoot on a green screen, but they're actually green, so they're super colorful. Yeah. Um, and if you want to wait until kids are older and start to teach them chores, you can. But I'm telling you right now, a funner thing to do is to get them the toy and play set. And then when it's time for you to sweep the floor, you say to them, go and get your broom. And they think it's a party. <laughs> they think you're having a good time. Yeah. But the other thing that you're teaching them is to learn through imitation, that they're watching you. And that is a skill that lasts a lifetime, that then they will learn to watch other people as well. So super cool. Melissa, the, okay. And uh, so let's take a look next uh, at this wonderful uh, toy here. This is another one of our award winners in our toy guide. This actually won the preschool oldie but goodie award. Because, you know, sometimes the old toys are the best toys. Mm -hmm. So this is the band in a box, clap, clap, clap. It's upside down. <laughs> Ah, there we go. It's the band in a box. Clap, clap, clap. Um, and I love musical toys. Do Me you? Me too, yeah. Okay, so what are you going to play? Um, I'll play this. You like the maracas? The maracas, yeah. It's a classic. I, I like this thing oh. uh, that has the, the little ribbed part so it sounds like a frog. Yeah. 
doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I absolutely love that. And you can do all kinds of things with it. You can get kids to play together. Yeah. One of my favorite things is on Jimmy Kimmel when they take the little, uh, you know, the toy thing and they have a, a have you seen this? When they have no. a, a star uh, come on like Lady Gaga and, and the whole band uh, will play these kinds of things. I and haven't they, seen that. Oh my gosh, you got to Google it and see on YouTube because uh, it's really very fun and they'll yeah. play on little instruments like this. Um, and you can make good music with these. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, a triangle they even have. Oh yeah, take the triangle out. I like the tambourine. Um, like you know what? I have the it. I have the oh, handle yeah, in the box because you can't do it when you're holding it. Sorry, I have the handle for it in the box. Uh, but it, <laughs> that was disappointing. Uh, but the symbols. I was just at a We Rock the Spectrum uh, yesterday or the day before with a baby, and there were symbols, and we had such a good time with I the love symbols. That. It's so cute. Teach your kids music. It's good math skills. Uh, so that's another award winner. And then we have one more Melissa and Doug toy to show you that was another award winner. And this one in our adult oldie but goodie board game. Um, and it's called Suspend. And it's, uh, show them the tube right there that it comes in. So it comes in this fabulous little tube and just rotate it, suspend. Um, and it's got all these pieces and a die, die and you roll it and then you have to balance. So roll the die and let's okay. see if we can balance something. So, oh, I, I, orange? Green. Oh, okay, green. green. So pick a green one and you would put that on. And, um, and you can do this the reverse way too. You can put it together first <laughs> well, and, and take off. And I think a lot of people have to do that. We'll just go slow. Yeah. Okay, great. She balanced it. And now I would have to balance something on the other side, an orange oh. one. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to have a tough time. But again, <laughs> if it's easier for the person, if it's too frustrating to do it this way, you can put a whole thing together, create a sculpture, and then roll the dice and take one off. And sometimes that's easier to do. So your turn. But all of these are Melissa and Doug toys. They're available at all your major retailers. But the award winners are available on our website. You can either go on our new website or the old one. Just click on the blog. And each one of the toys, it tells you a little bit about it. And then at the bottom, you can push the button purchase. And it'll take you directly to a place that you can purchase them from. I love to order Melissa and Doug from Amazon because uh, you get them super, super fast. But Melissa and Doug, we love it. All right, stick with us. We're going to be back with more toys. And we are back with more toys. How about that for a fade? Um, I want to say, too, I said on the video I love to order from Amazon because you get them super fast. But not only that, uh, if you sign up for Amazon Smile, you can be donating a portion of your purchase to your favorite autism charity. And I like to give money to Autism Care Today. So, But you can pick whichever one you want. And then every time you go to Amazon, it'll give you a prompt. It'll say, do you want to do this in Amazon Smile? And you say yes. And it says, do you, do you want this money, uh, some of your purchase, to go to this organization? And you say yes. And it's a happy, happy thing. Okay. Okay, so we got more toys for you. I want to, how much do I love Lego, first of all? Now, this box looks a little bit different, and can you see that, uh, because part of it is green, so it's kind of, we get a funky little uh, thing happening that you can see through it. Um, but this is one of the winners from our toy guide this year. In fact, this won the Toddler Therapist Award. So therapists said that they felt that this was the best toy 
for toddlers. And there's a lot of reasons why. There's so many things that Legos do. I mean, first of all, it's a great way to have a format within which a child can be creative. So think about that for a second. That you've got these, I love this particular set right here because the, the title of it, it's Duplo. So it's for ages one and a half to three. So for those toddlers that they're a little too young to have actual Legos, this is a great starter, right? Um, and this uh, one is is actually, it has a name for it. It's the du uh, Lego Duplo My First Puzzle Set. And what's cool about it is you've got all these little animals, right? They've got all the pieces to put the, them together and they're color coded so that if you want to put them together the way that the traditional way that they're supposed to go to together, then you can put all of the red pieces together or all the blue pieces together or all the yellow pieces together. But you can off-road it too. You don't have to do it that way. I can take the eyes from the blue one and stick it together with uh, the red one. I can have lots of eyes together. I can pick lots of different things to do with this. I can get creative. Um, now, it isn't tons and tons of pieces. Uh, it's just, um, well, let's see how many exact pieces are on here. 18 pieces. How is that? And I can put them together in lots of different ways and get creative. I can work on all different kinds of things. I can say, let's put all of the red pieces together in one pile. And then the child takes all of the red ones, right? I can say, let's put all of the yellow pieces together. What I additionally love is that for each animal that they have, there's food. So for the cat, there and it's blue coated and it has a fish on it, right? And then there's um, food for the little hen here. And there is a bone for the dog. Uh, so I can say, what are, you know, put all of the food pieces together. And I can say, what does a dog eat? And the child can pull the bone. You can do this with um, verbal children. You can do this with nonverbal children. And in addition to all these things that we're working on cognitively, and by the way, they don't know they're working on something, they think they're having fun. In addition to that, there is a whole fine motor and gross motor thing that happens with Duplo and Lego. Uh, there's actually visual coordination that helps with reading because you have to line things up. You can't just stick them together any old way. Like when we started with stacking blocks, I can just approximate, right? And I can stick a block on top and it doesn't have to be exact, right? But to really have the benefit of Duplos and Legos, they've got to line it up. So that takes some visual motor that's good for them. And then I have to push um, to get it together. I have to pull to make it come apart. These are all great skills that we want to be working on with our kiddos because it's getting them ready to be able to A, feed themselves and B, eventually be able to write. So great, great skills that this works on. And again, you know, the best part about it is that it's super duper fun, super duper fun. And the thing that is so cool about Duplo is that then it flows into Lego and Lego, the, the learning and the fun is endless. Anything that a child loves at this point is made in a, a Lego set. It's pretty incredible. So we love the Lego company. We love the Duplos and we particularly love this. Again, it won our award for the toddler age range from the therapist. They chose this of all the other toys and said, man, this would be great for doing therapy because it's so versatile and works. See, I can't leave it alone. 
Uh, right? Everybody loves to play with Dupo and Lego. Okay, the next thing I want to, I want to talk about a whole host of toys that are from a company that is very near and dear to our heart, Infantino. They, uh, you want to talk about the best blocks ever. They make fabulous blocks. We featured them last year in our toy guide. Um, this year we wanted to feature some of the other things that they do. So if you're looking for a great gift to give to somebody who has just had a baby, this is the hit parade for me. Um, it won an award in our guide. It actually won the baby oldie but goodie award because a lot of times people look at this and they go, well, okay, whatever. Um, right, I've seen this, it's been done before, but wait, because I'm going to show you some of the cool things about this particular set from Inventino. So this is called Balls, Blocks, and Buddies, and it's got a little bit of everything that anybody would need for a baby, and it is appropriate for birth up. So if you're looking for a toy uh, or a gift to give somebody for a baby shower, you got a baby coming, it's fabulous. Now, I opened one of those up so that we could play with it. And I just want to point out that there are it's balls, blocks, and buddies. That's really what it is. There, and of course, I'm holding up. It looks brown, but it's actually a green one. The, all of the balls have different textures on them. So um, they're, they're all going to feel different tactile uh, to your child. This one has little ribs on it. Then it there's a whole host of blocks that come with this, and all of the blocks have a variety of different things on them. So um, this one is a horse one, and it's got the number four. Here it's got two horses. Here it's got one horse. Here it's got four nubbies. Um, this one has the brand name on it. It's so I've got all these things, and it's orange, right? And different blocks are different colors. Of course, I went to pull out a green one. So, uh, you know, I've got different, on, the, on this yellow one, I've got, um, it looks like they're, uh, it's like a hippopotamus. And, I, and I've got a different number of nubbies on it. So there are a bunch of things I can work on. I can work on colors. I can work on numbers. I can work on shapes. This is the pink ball that's got nubbies on it. Lots of things I can work on. But on top of that, for this particular set, which really, I think, additionally makes it a standout, is that they come with buddies. So I've got these little plastic guys uh, this is high quality plastic though, all uh, food grade safe so that they can stick it in their mouth because you know babies will mouth on things. I've got a lion, I know I've got, oh look at this hippo, is he not the cutest thing ever? These are great toys, I've got a monkey in here, I've got a whole bunch of buddies in the bottom. Um, the, the list of things is endless here. So there's a little monkey, there's the little horse. These correspond with the characters that are on the dice. So imagine, you know, you want to have some toys to put down on a, on a floor gym. You put down a blanket or you have an actual floor gym for the child and you want toys for them to focus their eyes on. You want to teach them tracking. You want them to like the feel of them. These are all super great toys. Stick them in the diaper bag to go with you so that you've got one or two with you. You don't have to take the whole set. Super duper fun. It's why it won our oldie but goodie award. Now I've messed up my whole desk here. I've got things everywhere. So super great gift. Remember that that's in our toy guide and you can purchase it right from the toy guide. But there are several other things that won uh, awards from Inventino. Um, this next one, I'm only going to hold up a couple of them because I think you'll get the general idea. But floor mats. Um, and of course, I keep picking ones that are green. 
will this read okay? Okay, so um, this is called the Soft Foam Puzzle Mat. It's by Infantino. This won our Parent Award. And the reason why this won the Parent Award, you know, uh, it's super important, and this is in the, in the baby section of the catalog, it's super important that we give our kiddos a safe space on which to play. Um, and, uh, you know, you might think that carpet is safe enough, but as kids start to roll and hit their heads on things, you find that it's better to have some sort of a surface. I love this because on one side it's super um, soft, the other side is texturized. There are pop-out shapes, so you can use this puzzle mat over and over and over again for lots of different lessons that I can be teaching shapes. You can trace things, they fit together so that you can pretty much carpet an area of a room and make it a playroom that's super duper safe. Um, or you can put these on the wall um, and, and you'll get so much use out of these. It's a great, great uh, baby toy. Okay, but there's more from Infantino. This was another one of our award winners. This is the Spin and Glide DJ Panda. And we love cause and effect toys for all of our kids. This won our baby board game award because even though it's a little bit of a stretch that it's a it's a board game, it kind of is. Um, we when we took these toys, we put them in a room full of kids, different ages at different times, and we said, let's watch what they play with. Oh my goodness, <laughs> everybody loved this because, and I, and I don't know if I. Um, it's going to get really loud in here, so I don't, I don't know that I'll turn the sound on. But um, I get a choice of do I want music or do I want drumming? And that's a really important thing because kids are, are reinforced by different things. But I've got tons of buttons here, um, and I can slide more sound, less sound. I've got beads on the top, so that are all different co um, colors and different textures. All the kids wanted to play with this. They can spin things and do the little DJ thing. It's really a very fun toy. Oh, I I guess I could, I don't know, I, I may not have, I, we may have t taken the batteries out of it, I think we have. And it's better not to, because it can be a little bit loud right close to my mic. But I uh, do want to point out that there is uh, a space here for less loud and more loud. How much do we love that on a toy, right, moms and dads? So this is our board game award winner for babies. It's a really, really fabulous thing. Now, some other great things from An Infantino, there is this Fabulous, and I want to show you how it comes boxed. It's a two-in-one musical soother with a nightlight projector. So this is how it comes boxed. This is how you'll see it. Um, but this is a fascinating little toy because this is something that goes on the child's dresser, and it's got the the fox has this tail. He plays music. And I don't know if you can see on the top, there are cutouts, there's a light, and he projects light onto the wall, on the ceiling and on the wall. Light comes out the back, out of his tail, and his tail will move and fan out as music plays and it shoots light behind. So it's very gentle music um, and they can see things on the wall and there's movement, which we've seen studies that have shown that kids will go to sleep if they have something to focus on that's moving slowly. It's like those apps that we all use now where, you know, it shows the circle, circle going in and out and we're supposed to breathe to it and then we can go right to sleep. It's super precious. Absolutely love this. And then I also have here on the desk um, the wonderful, and I want to get the name from him right, this is the stack and spin seal. So, uh, and again, I don't, I think we took batteries out of everything, but it has 
two different volumes that I can play things. Oh no, I've got batteries in this one. And where you see black, it's because it's green. Right here, it's green. Um, and I can make it go faster, I can make it go slower, I can make noises, I can stack these um, in different places and different colors and different combinations. So super fun Infantino, and I think I think that's all of my Infantino stuff, which is super fabulous. And then one more before we take another break. Oh, and now it's gonna talk to me, that's okay. Uh, so one of our favorite toys this year and last year is the My Little House. You know I talk about this all the time on the show. It is a super smart toy. It's one of the smartest toys I've seen. It's the reason why it won top toy two years in a row. Um, this is a toy for any child who is learning language. And I'm gonna take one out of the box here so that you can see. So here is this fabulous little thing that can lay this flat, right? You can see this is, takes up almost no space. When you have kids, that's a consideration, right? Um, but if I want to, I can take the whole thing out and I can play with it laying flat like this, right? Um, but the fun really becomes when I decide to put it together as, as a house. And I can put it together this way as a house. <laughs> this is, I don't have enough room to be able to demo toys today. So I can put it together like this, and it can be a little uh, playhouse that's on the, that sits on a shelf, uh, right? Uh, or I can put it together the other way, and it becomes one of the greatest therapy toys of all time. So when I put it together the other way, it's color-coded for different rooms. And there's an upstairs and a downstairs for each room. And it's Velcro, so it goes together pretty quickly. Um, that I stick it together here. And voila, I have my little house, right? And so for instance, let's look at yellow. There's the yellow side of the house and it's outlined in orange. And what I have are a bunch of felt pieces that correspond exactly with what's on there that I can stick on my house. And of course I don't have them out. Um, but if I'm having trouble finding them, and I play this all the time, I got one of these for my niece that uh, my grandniece, who uh, my, my niece and her husband had just adopted from Colombia. She did not speak any English, and so we began, we began learning Spanish, and she began learning English, right? And it was important to teach her a, a wide variety of words, so everything in the house has to be learned, right? So uh, here we've got the bathtub. And, and you might spend a lot of time looking all over the house wondering, oh, I don't know where the bathroom is, right? But you don't have to look everywhere because it's outlined in blue, so I know it's on the blue side. They begin immediately to identify with colors. And so then I take and I say it's the bathtub. And with her, I would say to her, what's in the bathtub? And we would learn the word ducks, and then we learn two ducks, right? And put it, put it there. And I, I don't know, there's just something that feels so good about laying felt on something. I, kids love it, I love it, it's still a fabulous thing. And then I would say to her, what is this? What do we call this? And, and she, you know, no say, right? Uh, it's a sink, this is the sink. And then I would say to her, what do we do with the sink? We wash our hands, we wash our face, we brush our teeth, right? So the lesson uh, continues on. Oh, what is this? It's a picture of a cat, right? And so then where is the cat? We have to find the picture of the cat 
and there, the sense of completion as you're putting, I don't, you can't see over the seal, uh, as you put things on, it's just fabulous. I tell you, kids learn from this. They're so excited to learn the names of the different things. My favorite thing in toys is when you have a moment where there's learning happening and they wouldn't be able to tell you what it is they're learning because they're having such a good time. So here I have my towel rack and I, I love, this was designed by a speech and language pathologist and so it's super clever. There are thousands of words that you want to teach to a child in context, right? Uh, so she already thought that out for us and for instance, one of the towels is smaller than the other one. So I can say which towel is bigger and um, which towel is smaller, right? Which one is the little towel, right? So I'm teaching smaller and bigger and little. Uh, two towels, right? I can say that they are green towels. Uh, you'll notice on the shelf here, the uh, items that are on the shelf, I have uh, small, medium, and large, or I can say biggest and littlest. So I can, I can really expand the vocabulary beyond just the labels for the things that are on the side. Super smart, super intelligent toy. Again, you can purchase it directly from our toy guide, um, or you can go to Smart Felt Toys, and we have a code for Autism Live, for autis Autism Live viewers that wanna buy this. If you put in the code uh, Autism Live, then you get a discount. So I think you have to say A Live, excuse me. I love this, because you know one of the hardest things to teach in language is prepositions. So here I've got the dining room table, and it comes with, there's a carpet underneath it, and there's a dog under the table which is a preposition. So I say, where is the dog? The dog is under the table. Then there are other things on, on here that I, uh, for instance, on this one, there's a desk here and there's a lamp on it. And I say, the dog is under the table. The lamp is on the desk, on top of the desk, right? And then there are other things that are next to or between. All of those words are so hard to teach, but this makes it super simple. So Smart Felt Toys, My Little House, this has been winning awards like off the charts because it's fabulous. <laughs> like there are no words. It is a fabulous, fabulous toy. I encourage you to get it. One of the most flexible, brilliant, uh, smart things that's out there. All right, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back. I'm gonna clear my desk. Oh, yeah, we're going to Zoom Tubes. We're going to take a break by going to, thank you, Gabriel. Uh, we're going to go uh, to another clip where we demonstrate the Zoom Tubes that are very popular this year, plus some card games that are super, super fun. So check this out, and then I'll be back with more Toys Live. Hi, welcome back to Autism Live, and the Festival of Toys continues. I'm here with Charlie Denacher, and she's our toy expert for 2018. We're here right now to show you one of our other award winners. This is the Zoom Tubes Car Tracks, and it won the Teen and Tween Sensory Award. It's the hot toy out this year. You've seen it on all the television ads, right? It lights up, so it is a sensory thing. They like to watch it go round and round. You can do it with lights on, lights off. Charlie, show them what this puppy can do. And as it, there, you heard it go, it's really loud. You can do it in all different kinds of shapes. Uh, the kids have a great time putting it together, so it's wonderful. Thank you for demoing that for us. We've got some other things that we want to show you, too. I'm just going to move this out of the way. Uh, so let's show them Funky Chicken. 
Uh, and Funky Chicken, this is our parent award-winning game, but anybody can play this. So go ahead, unzip it. It's a deck of cards and easy to play with anybody. You take them, everybody has different colors. And it's another one of those games that comes to us from North Star Games where it's interactive, where you have to get up and do the Funky Chicken dance and you have to turn around and bump fists and do all these fun things. Super, we had a good time playing this, yeah, did we really not? Yeah, it was really fun, yeah. Okay. And what about Monster Mash? Match. Did you like Monster Match? We played I did, yesterday. I did, yeah. It's also really fun. Um, yeah, I, I think it's great because I didn't expect it to be for all ages, but I had a really great time playing it. Honestly, and we put it as the Teen and Tween uh, <laughs> Board Game Award, but... Um, one of the things that I want to remind you is that you can play this with younger kids. When we tested all these games with younger kids, we played this with a lot of younger kids, and it got raucous. It got really, really raucous. Yeah. It helps them to count and to view things and to be able to do things quick with fluency. So Monster Match, another North Star game that we absolutely love. But I have to say, one of our favorite games this year, <laughs> honestly, and, and we're both going to start giggling already, Cat Crimes yes. from Think Fun. Yes. This game we cannot stop talking about. Uh, it won the Teen and Tween Parent Award um, because it's a logic game, but this game is so deceptive how much fun it is. We played uh, we played separately and then we played together and then you had your sister play this. Yeah. And she proved to be some sort of weird genius. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it was super easy for her and it was super hard for us. Very hard for uh, us. But can you describe for them a little bit about what this is? Yeah, so basically there's each game, there's different cards that will have a cat like committing a different crime. And, and you gotta you, solve the puzzle, yeah, sort of? To, yeah, so it has a bunch of different clues that you have to try to figure out the positions of the cats and find out which cat actually did it. So it's, you know what it reminds me of is the old game Clue. Yeah, exactly. It's like, kind of like Clue. But there's a, but you can play it by yourself. Yeah, you can you, play it by yourself. And you could play it and, and you can pick, do you want an easy game or do you want a hard game? Um, but and it gets really hard. It does get really hard. And we laughed ourselves sideways. Yes. Did we not? People were like, what are you doing? You're having way too much fun at work. Um, we thoroughly enjoyed it. All of the games that Think Fun are Teach Logic, and which is the beginning of programming. So um, we thought that this was super, super fun. Really want to recommend it. And again, it did win our Tween and Teen Parent Award because super fun, but it gets you learning and thinking and using your brain and deducting yeah. how yeah. things are going to go. So uh, for that future forensic scientist in your, in your life <laughs> uh, or the future computer programmer, Cat Crimes, really, really fun. And I guess for your average person, too, because neither one of us is forensics. <laughs> yes. or, uh, so there you go. Uh, cat Crimes, Think Fun. Get yourself some Zoom tubes and definitely try out. We love North Star card games. Last year, Happy Salmon was one of our winners. Still love that. They make some really fun games. All right, stay tuned for more from our Festival of Toys. And we're back live with more from our Festival of Toys. So uh, next thing that I want to show you is something that's called the Rock and Roll It Drum. And this is by, uh, I wanna, I'm going to 
uh, murder the name Mukinen. Uh, <laughs> you can find it on our toy guide. So this won an award in our toy guide. It's the School Age Therapist Award. What therapists love, loved about this was that for kids who want to drum, and you've heard me talk before on the show about the young man that I met when he was five years old that got us started at CARD, and he had been a little boy who liked to do this endlessly, that this was the thing that he liked to do. And he started at CARD, and what CARD realizes is that this served a function. A lot of ABA providers or people in the world of autism will overlook that, and you really can't. People do things because they need to for a reason, right? CARD looked at this and said there is a function to it, but how can we make it more functional for this young man? And he had a dad who was a musician, so it seemed a natural fit for him to drum. So this became this, right? And it's a great skill for our kids who like cause and effect, they like to drum on things, but for those of us who don't like to be driven crazy by the sound of drums, I'm ashamed to admit that my son has asked to have drum lessons before and I said, yeah, honey, that's nice, but no, mommy can't take it, right? Um, so, you know, and that little boy that I met when he was five who was a drummer, he's out on tour. He's 17 years old and is out on tour with his band as a professional drummer. Has to have, you know, schooling done on the side because he's a professional drummer. Okay, um, but my son did not get a drum set because I couldn't handle it. This is the solution. So what this comes with, it comes with this fabulous drum pad. And by the way, they make a, a piano version of this too, that it's a very flexible, material, right? And it's got these color-coded uh, different drums and cymbals on here. Plus it's got a, a keypad here that I can push different buttons to get different sounds. And each one of the pads is sensitive. There's even a foot pedal here, although it comes with pedals as well. So we can plug this into it and look what else it comes with. Dun, 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 dun headphones, and actually a pretty nice set of headphones. So that plugs in, it comes with a drumstick, so everything you see here, and they're ready to drum. It also comes with an instruction manual so that they can play things, and it's they have color-coded, and then it gets more advanced. So I gave this to Charlie and said, you know, test this out for me after it won the award. And again, it's the therapist award. A therapist thought this would be super great for our kids. And I, so I had Charlie test it out. And Charlie had such a good time with this. She was drumming within seconds and said this was really, really cool. Um, so what a wonderful gift to be able to give uh, a child so that they can. And, and you know what? The thing about this is, is that if they really take to this and they try it out and they really enjoy it, then it's time to go invest in a real drum set and then it's time to invest in the drum lessons, right? I know a lot of people, not people who have kiddos on the spectrum, right? But people in general who buy a drum set because the kid says they want a drum set and one or both of them can't take it. Either the kid says, I don't want to do the lessons because that happens, or the parents go, I can't, I can't listen to this for hours every day because it would slowly drive me insane. Headphones, such a good thing. But if they're really good at it and they like it, then by all means go and do the other. But a great way to get them started, super great price point on it. And again, you can purchase it directly from our toy guide. Just click the, the purchase button. Okay, so next, oh my gosh, this 
is one of our favorite toys of the year too. This won the School Age Top Toy Award. This comes from a company um, called Kano, and they specialize in making super awesome, cool toys that teach coding. Um, they have another toy that they can make their own computer, but this is a Harry Potter wand that teaches coding. And I know you're thinking, wait a second, how can you do that? Uh, and of course I grabbed the wrong one, so this one is totally sealed, but I can tell you what it comes with. You do need to have a computer or an iPad or a tablet to do this with. Um, it comes with a wand, which you, the very first task that you have to do when you get this, the wand is not assembled. You have to put the wand together according to the specifications. Um, and it's a very serious business, you know what I'm saying? And for people who are Harry Potter fans, they will understand this serious business. Then there, um, you download this app and uh, you have to create an avatar. And then your avatar is in, uh, there's a little village on, on the app. It's, uh, you're at Hogwarts and you're, I can't think what the name of the, my husband would be so unhappy with me, Diagon Alley. So you're at Diagon Alley and it um, starts you on an adventure. And there are lessons that you need to teach your wand and that your wand needs to teach you. And in the course of doing them, you are, you begin to learn how to code using, I don't know whether it's Scratch or it's very similar to Scratch. So it's very basic coding, but what it does is it shows a, a child how easy it is to code if you just know uh, what the configuration is. So they color code the coding and it's all in blocks and each block says this is what I, I do and there are some blocks that you can specify. Once you know how to do this and I, my son learned Scratch first. Once you learn Scratch you then understand the basics of coding and then you just learn different languages. So as you code they'll give you a mission to do like they'll say you have to make the cauldron change colors and jump up and down. So you do certain things and you put certain blocks together. So you have to solve logically, here are the functionality keys that I have. How do I stack them so that the wand will do what I want it to do? And once you've done that, it lights up and it says, now test it. So you test your wand and you have to take the wand and make it do a certain shape. And that's what triggers the code. You get to watch the code to see if you've done something wrong, where it went wrong. So you can change it and it makes the cauldron jump and turn colors. It's super cool. It's super smart. It's a really great toy to give a child that will help them to learn and to grow. And, you know, I think that learning scratch is a super fun thing for kids in general. Um, and if you want to have your child just learn scratch, there are so many free websites on which you can do that, and including Khan Academy, right? Um, but when you add in the wand aspect of this, I know some kiddos who would be over the moon to get this as a holiday toy. So uh, super duper spectacular. I, um, I love here on the back of the box, uh, it gives you the whole, how you're going to build your wand and that, um, they were really smart that, you know, there are a whole bunch of 
different wand shapes that are in Harry Potter that the students learn um, to levitate things. And uh, you know I'm a big fan of Universal Studios because my husband may or may not work there in the, in the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. You, you didn't hear it from me. And, um, but we go there on a regular basis and there are a lot of things that are interactive in the park where if you have an interactive wand, you have to stand on a little metal plate and you have to move your wand in a certain way. And if you do, it makes something in a shop window happen. And I know so many kids who just love that, but it's like, how do you take that home? You know, it's the magic of being in the park. Well, this is a great way of not taking that home, but the next best thing and using it to teach coding at the same time. So a pretty spectacular uh, toy. So again, that comes to you from Kano. And check out the other things that they do. But in order to find this toy, all you have to do is go to our toy guide. Let's go over how you do that again really quickly. Two different ways that that's available to you right now. If you go to the new website, which is http colon backslash backslash beta dot autism hyphen live dot com. The toy guide is right at the very top. The icon, thank you, Gabriel. The toy kind of toy icon is right at the top. You click on it, it takes you to the toy guide and you can look through all of the things that are there. It's organized by age range, right? Now, if you're still working on the old website, which is autism-live.com, no beta, right? Uh, all you have to do in the upper column is click on blog, and it will take you to the blog, which is about the toy guide, and it has a link there to get to the toy guide. And as you go through the toy guide, um, it, it tells you what the, it, there's a picture of the toy, tells you a little bit about the toy, and it, um, at the bottom of the description of the toy, there's a little button that says purchase. Click on that and it takes you directly to whoever sells the toy. Sometimes it's Amazon, sometimes it is the toy site um, exactly. And since we're talking about this for just a second, I wanna go over so that there is no misunderstanding how the, the toy guide works. So um, baby section, then there is a toddler section, a school age, and when we say school age, we're talking about kiddos that have started kindergarten up through when they become tweens, okay? So there's that sort of age range. Then we have the tweens and teens, then we have the adults, and then we have a section for parents. Parents of kiddos that are on the autism spectrum because, you know, um, we are people too, and I say that and I laugh because one of the first Christmases after we started therapy, I'm gonna cry. Um, my, so my son had been diagnosed in January of um, 2006. He was two and a half when he was diagnosed. We started ABA therapy though in June. Um, and our lives that year, upside down. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? And we got to Christmas that year and I, I remember at the beginning of the month sitting down to do the finances and I couldn't breathe because I didn't have enough money to buy, you know, I mean, we had the basics, right? But then you have to budget in more things around the holidays. And I, I had enough money for us to pay rent, uh, enough money to put food on the regular table, but I didn't have enough money to get him food um, for Christmas dinner 
because that's a very specific thing. I didn't have enough money for a toy and didn't have enough money for his medicine. Not for all three. I could do one, but not all three. And I, I just have to do a shout out to um, Taka, T-A-C-A now.org because they had a holiday thing where you could, if you were in need, you could write in and say what you needed and a family would adopt you. <sighs> Boy, and can I tell you like how much my pride did not want to do that. But I couldn't not have, I couldn't think of not having my child have his medicine, but I couldn't think of him not having a toy either. Um, and, you know, uh, so we weren't going to have a Christmas dinner. We were just going to have, like, mac and cheese or something, you know. And, uh, but Taka had sent out a thing saying, you know, families can apply to be adopted. And so I thought, well, I'm going to do it for the medicine. I'm going to do it for the medicine and swallow my pride. And then we got a form back saying, please fill out and fill out preferences for the parents. And I wrote back and I said, please don't get my husband and I anything. We don't require anything. We're on this journey and we just want our child to be better. Please don't get us anything. We just need medicine for our child and that's all. And it was truly amazing what happened because not only did they buy two months worth of his medicine, but um, all the fixings for a Christmas dinner arrived and toys for my child, presents for my husband and I, and a gift card for us to spend after the fact. I'm telling you, I sobbed. Uh, and it all arrived like on Christmas Eve. Oh my goodness, I, I cried. I was as devastated as I can be. And the thing that's so interesting to me is um, I didn't think that I needed a present, but there was something about getting a present. My husband and I didn't have the money to buy each other presents that year, but there was something about getting a present that made me feel more human because I had gotten so caught up in just, you know, let's get him the therapy and whatever that I really lost track of a whole lot of myself. Uh, I know you guys can appreciate that. So um, if you know somebody who is an autism parent, um, please check out the things in our guide. And even if it's something small that you get for them, it is very well-intentioned. I love one of the things that is in our guide for parents is uh, Aaron's thinking putty. It's these tins of putty and you would, you know, they're great for teenagers and they're uh, great for kiddos who won't put things in their mouth, but it's a great gift to give an autism parent. They come in different colors with different things and you stretch them and it's very therapeutic. Not an expensive thing, but a fabulous thing to give a gift. And there's even, uh, we recommended the, those things that are called tile that help you to find your keys. There's some great gifts in here for parents. So I uh, definitely encourage you to check that out. We're going to be featuring some of those in the, the next couple of weeks. We're focusing on the little people toys more these couple of weeks. But anyway, so I cried all over the place. But I also want to say, because I think it's important to say, that we're all chasing the holiday spirit always. It's like, oh, I want to have that perfect Christmas memory. And some people think, oh, that's something you eat. I belong to the school of thought that it's how you feel and something that you do. And that Christmas, at the beginning of that Christmas season, I was like, we just, I just want to cancel Christmas because I didn't have the funds to buy all those things. But in the annals of Christmas, that will be my favorite Christmas ever because... I felt the spirit, right? 
And every year we try to do and give back. It's one of the reasons why at the Sensitive Santa we, we give a toy to every child. These toys get wrapped and they get given to children so that at least I know that that, you know, that family has something to give the child. There is no cost for the Sensitive Santa. Um, it's my way of being a part of the giving back for what was given to me. And I encourage you, if you're feeling down in the dumps, uh, do one of two things. Ask for help or give help. If you want to get into the holiday spirit, man, it's one or both of those things will get you there. And I never feel more the holiday spirit now than I do at Sensitive Santa. And it's amazing because everybody who comes to it for the first time, they're like, oh, okay, you know, we're going to, kids are going to sit on Santa's lap and they're going to play in the sensory gym and all right. And within an hour, everybody's crying, going, this is the most amazing thing, right? And at least one parent will come up and say, you know, I've never been able to take a picture with Santa with my child. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for making this happen. Because every child gets a private audience with Santa. And if we don't get the picture the first time, they get to come back as many times as it takes until we can get the picture. This is our fifth annual Sensitive Santa. And to date, you know, knock on wood here, knock on wood, uh, we've been able to get every single kiddo get a picture. One time Santa had to go to the parking lot to do it. But you know what? Santa went to the parking lot. That's all I'm saying. All right. Uh, I think we're... Uh, close to time so uh, we're going to take a break and uh, when we come back, Nancy Allspot Jackson will be here for Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. We've got great guests, including Vince Redman, Redman is going to be with us. So stick around. We'll be back after these messages. Hey, I'm Candace Cameron Bray. Tom Bergeron. You're watching Autism Live. And you're watching Autism Live. And you're watching Autism Live. You're watching Autism Live. We are here at the Los Angeles Zoo. We've got quite a group here. I've got my son, Jem, Mike from the A-Word, and Jack Riley, star of the A-Word, and Jessica. We've got a whole crew of people, and we're going to take a tour around the LA Zoo and see some exciting animals. Sound good, you guys? Yeah. What are the safety rules, though? Who do you have to stay next to? So remember what we talked about, that every time you do something good, I'm going to write it on my hand. When you get 35 of these, what are you going to get? Three hours of dancing. Yes, it's not a secret. You can tell people. What kinds of things do you need to do to get a mark on my hand? Being kind. And good listening. Jem, can you show them where the, where the um, chimpanzee are? Show Jack Farley. Tell us what your responsibilities are here at the LA Zoo. I am the manager of volunteer programs at the Greater Los Angeles Zoo Association. I, I oversee the docents, the student volunteers, the general volunteers, and community service volunteers. Give us an overview of what kinds of things people can see at the zoo. 
There are lots of lots of animals to see. We have a lot of endangered. We are participate in a lot of conservation programs, and we offer a lot of education programs for our community, for uh, school groups, for members, uh, special needs. What kinds of accommodations can you make when somebody has specific issues? Uh, we have our special needs outreach program, and where we have a van that goes out into the community, and we bring uh, a handful of animals to facilities that can't quite get to the zoo. So that could be a school, that could be a retirement community, that could be a hospital, uh, and there are some court courthouses that we visit as well. And we bring a couple animals and we talk about them and it's kind of a fun experience. Um, so that's our outreach program. And then on grounds, we also have uh, tours and we offer special needs tours for people catered to their needs. We have our petting zoo, so you can go and you can pet some goats. We're here with from Autism Live and we were wondering if you could tell us what it's like to be a goat in the zoo. Really? And then we have our condor rescue zone, so you can go in and pretend you are a condor, or you could be a biologist, or you could be a vet, and it's kind of fun. Thank you for all the work that you do here and for making it accessible for all of our kids. with Janet Jackson. Janet, tell us what your role at the zoo is. My role is a docent and we're volunteers. How did you learn all the things that you know? Well, that's the great thing about the Los Angeles Zoo. We have a special docent program. It's one of the most stringent ones in the in the country. Actually, it's UCLA accredited class. Well, it added so much to our visit to the zoo today. So I thank you for all your knowledge and, and all your giving to the community. Well, thank you because I have a special needs child too. And I think it's so important that they interact with animals and that helped my son when he was going through so much trauma that we saw that he was able to um, to grow and to expand a little bit and it just helped us as parents because we had a tool to use and we saw the love and the, and 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 the care that he was able to bring out just by touching animals and being around animals because there is no judgment there amen to that well thank you for paying it forward because you I definitely saw you doing that today. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you for being here. What was hard for you guys today at the zoo, do you feel? Um, to be completely honest, I was about to say um, this is the easiest, best outing I can recall. My concerns are... Uh, I think we're sort of past elopement, but it's, it's always on my mind when it's just with the two of us out in a, you know, you can get 20 feet away if it's busy and be lost, you know, uh, be, be misplaced. But nothing like that happened today. Um, there were a lot of people helping me, of course. It was interesting for me because Jem hasn't been here since he was three, like right after we started therapy. And I remember that was hellish, the day that we were here. Sometimes I don't notice the progress until we're out someplace like this. Do you feel like that's true too? Yes, today I was actually comfortable with him being 15, 20 feet away. And even if he wasn't holding uh, anybody's hand or anything, I was comfortable. And that's, uh, that, that's a new feeling. <laughs> yeah, I I watched that and I said, man, there's no way we could have done that at that age. So he's doing really well. And I was so engaged by how Jack Riley is so aware of the circumstances around him. He's really doing great. Yeah, he, thank you. He's curious. He's um, and he's just learned a lot. I mean, I and I can't give enough credit to uh, Miss Jessica. Um, no disrespect to any of our other therapists and she's been with him for the whole time so that's a constant in his life and uh, I dread the day when she's not. 
<laughs> it's always amazing. I, you know, we had our rock star on our team. There's always one therapist that just becomes a part of your family forever. What would you say to parents who are afraid to do it even with an aid? Um, I understand your fear because um, I've always had it. Um, but sometimes they surprise you. Uh, I know it's called a spectrum for a reason, and my son is not like any other son or daughter, and so I can't advise you on what may or may not happen. Uh, we were always worried about transitions. They're getting better because we do it, and explain what is expected before you get here. That's a, uh, that was a hard lesson for me to learn, but every time I don't explain them the, to him the expectations, um, I have more problems, I have more transitional issues, but when he knows what transitions are he's going to face that day, he handles it. So my advice would be talk it out, but come do it and, and uh, come again even if it's a horrible experience, because it might be. you got to do it the first time before you can do it the second time. So. I think in general, I mean, you know, I explained the expectations here and we carried it out of my hand. I agree with you. It's super duper important. I think it's good for us too, because then we know what we're expecting too. And they've engaged each other a little bit, which I was very uh, happy to see. Thank you so much for coming and doing this play date with us. We had a really great time. Well, thank you for having me. I enjoyed it and uh, it's just a great experience. I can't wait to tell my wife how well he did. So. And let's do it again sometime. Okay, anytime. Welcome to Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. I'm Nancy Allspaw Jackson. And I'm Shannon Penrod, and I'm having way too much fun. We're having toy uh, fun. We are having toy fun all this morning. And uh, Nancy and I right now are playing with Lux Blocks. And in just a second, we're going to be joined by Heather Achera. I think I've said that right, but I might have slaughtered it. But anyway, um, and we're going to talk about how these amazing toys were made. This is one of the award winners from our toy guide. And there are two toys in this year's toy guide that we had featured last year because I couldn't stand it. I, I needed to feature them again, plus which this uh, Lux Blocks came out with a whole new line of things okay. that are so cool. I, I, we had to feature them again. So why don't we, uh, we've got a big show yeah, and we we've got a, a bunch guests. of guests. So let's, let's get right to it and let's have Heather join us via Skype. Heather, how am I saying your last name? Because I think I slaughtered it. Perfectly, Okay, all right. I was okay. I have no faith in myself. So, uh, Heather, I'm so glad to have you on the show. We've had Mike, uh, your husband, on the show before, uh, and you've been on the show before, but thrilled to just have you. Uh, but give Ma Mike our best. And let's start by talking, because if viewers haven't seen this before, this is a fascinating toy. You can see that I've, I've, I've pushed some of them together. Uh, but tell us what the idea, how this got started. Okay, so my husband and I are big architecture enthusiasts, and we would often go visit Frank Lloyd Wright's home up in Wisconsin. And we also had both studied education quite a bit. Um, we've homeschooled our kids, and my husband's a certified teacher. I'm in HR, and I train. So we were always interested in heuristic learning, the idea of learning through play. And uh, what we discovered was that some really great pioneers in the areas of structural design and science, uh, namely 
Frank Lloyd Wright, Buckminster Fuller, who invented the geodesic dome and um, discovered some car or some car parts of the carbon atom are named after him. And Einstein had all credited playing with Freud's blocks in their kindergartens as being very instrumental in their in contributing to their understanding of natural design principles. Froebel, for those of you who don't know, is the inventor of kindergarten, Friedrich Froebel. And so, I mean, that may have been 100 years ago, but we thought what we need to inspire kids today. Everybody talks about STEM and STEAM and getting kids off the tablet. And so we were just inspired to make an innovative block that would convey some of those principles in keeping with the whole idea of learning through play. Because the, the, the foible that you're talking about, those are blocks. They're wooden blocks. Uh -huh. And yeah. uh, so this is like the, the next generation of the block. Mm -hmm. If you think about those great minds all saying that they played with the same toy, right? like doesn't that spark your imagination yes, a little bit? And for you guys to have said, all right, how do we take this into the 21st century and beyond? Uh, how many trials did it take before you came up with this really uniquely shaped thing? Um, it, it took us three and a half years of trial and error with a 3D printer, which at that time was really sort of a, a prototype stage. Um, the printer was rebuilt many times because we put so many hours on it. And we actually started with a comb connector. And it took us, it took us all that time, all those years of trial and error, working with kids in our homeschool community. And um, actually, a German astrophysicist came through town and gave us some input, even though we wound up not doing what what he advised, but it kind of allowed us to think through a lot of things. And so with all of those inputs and trial and error, we finally came up with this uh, block, which is different than uh, a brick, like a Lego brick, in the sense that um, it, it connects through a linkage. And that's more that's more the manner in which nature puts it t itself together is through linkages. And with that, you're able to get that angle and that curvature and uh, really capture the ability to create simple machines without a lot of extra accessories. That's why you can make things like like this. I don't know if you can see me here. Let's folks, go back let's is, go back uh, to her Gabe so we can see what she's got. <coughs> so this is uh, something that you can make with one of our Lux sticks. This is only with our square. There are no additional pieces, just the square piece, but because it links together, you can make this simple machine which is much like an accordion. It's also something known in, in uh, nature as a serous linkage. Uh, this is how you know, water molecules absorb in a paper towel. It's the same kind of thing. Uh, but it's all done with the square block. That's what we originally rolled out with that uh, you guys had, had seen originally as you were speaking of. We had just the, the orange, the blue, and the white. And now we've got pink and green. We've got red, yellow, royal blue, all different colors. And uh, so we, we initially just had the mold for this piece because of the, the unique ability to make all kinds of things. You can make prisms in the middle of this. You can see that there's a triangular prism. They serve as also the handles. So, so the square was the first mold we came out with. Um, as you were saying, we can do the fabrics, which, which fold and bend. That's a principle called corrugation, when you bend something like a sheet metal to enhance its strength. And so that was the, the ultimate, you know, or that was the original, rather, uh, manner in which we came out with our toy. But then later we introduced these parts that you can see here, which are, uh, we have these wheels, which also serve as gears, rubber bands, and we also have these new parts, which are called trigons. You can see in this little um, 
snowflake, uh, these also have a great ability to bend and create all kinds of organic things uh, with that shape as well, that triangle piece in the middle. I'm not really very good. There we go. Michael made these snowflakes. I came in and these were on my Christmas tree. So, but, but yeah, I like to show you that this again is a simple machine created with very, very few parts. And this is in keeping with, again, our philosophy. There is a scientific philosophy known as the min-max principle. It was um, sort of found, uh, discovered by Peter Pence. And the whole idea is that nature builds itself with a minimum inventory of parts and yet you get a maximum diversity or variety of designs, organisms, creatures. And so that is how we are different than Legos or other blocks because every part that we have needs to have multiple functions. As I said, these, these are wheels and they, they roll better if you put um, a rubber band on them, but they're also our gears. Um, our, our axles can be used in many different manners. So we want to keep with that, that idea of conserving and being more uh, functional with a limited number of parts. And I think it's important for parents and teachers to know what the basis of it is, because yeah. it's super exciting. But I gotta say, they're just fun. Yeah, they are fun. They're, <laughs> they're addictive, addictive. Because you sit down and have them in front of you and you can't and help but And look at what, them. okay. So I had said to Nancy as we started that last year, all year long, I had like a sheet of these that l sat on my desk. Right. And whenever somebody would come in and we'd be having a meeting, talking about whatever, it would be sitting there. And it would I would time how long it would take for the person while they were talking to pick it up and start to, you know, maneuver it into something. And it was fascinating to see what they would make because some people would make it into a block. Right. And some people would bend it and make things that I was like, how did you get it to do right, that? Right. But look what Nancy just put together. Look at how different, show hers there, Gabe. Can you see yeah, hers? I just... It's how different hers is from mine. And I, see, it would never have occurred to me to link to the center of a wheel. Mm -hmm. That just would never have occurred to me. I think it's a fascinating thing to give people and see what they do. But from a very basic level, these are awesome for our kids because the, the little bit of energy that it takes for them to be able to snap them right. is great for so many different things for fine mm -hmm. motor. Mm -hmm. So if we just were going to talk about them from that point of view, mm -hmm. they're a great, great toy for that because they're so reinforcing, re reinforcing, excuse me. And I know we've showed a video before. You have a bunch of videos on YouTube, but there's one of a little boy with autism mm -hmm. who they put these out on the table mm -hmm. and he wants to link them to, he can see how they go together. He right. doesn't quite have the hand skills, but he, he like puts them together and says to the therapist, you know, link it together. But within minutes, he's able to do it too. And you can see how engaged he is it. He wants to play with these because right. he can see something that he can already do right, from it. Right. it it's a great a, toy. If I'm, I'm sorry for interrupting. I just want to add that was a particularly dramatic time um, that was wonderful for his parents to see because he had actually never played with any other toy other than uh, the flat screen. That was the first time he had actually um, really worked with something like that. And he had seen his sister playing with it and it engaged him. And so that was really moving for his family it's, and for us. This is such an exciting, and now I've, I've it's seen. It's a toy for the whole family. It <laughs> is a toy for the whole family. And I, I, there is not an adult that I have met that hasn't enjoyed right, them. Right, right. Um, but so great for our kids. And you guys have always been so generous donating for our sensitive Santa. And I just want to thank you and Lux Blocks because uh, you've made a difference for a lot of kids' holiday 
Uh, you are, you know, they are the real deal. They mm -hmm. donate. You're, you're too fabulous. And, and the toy itself is brilliant. I love this new uh, sampler pack, but that it comes in a drawstring bag so that you can take your toys. And it comes with the wheels. It comes with the rubber bands. Did so you that you can have this? I did that, not show okay. this yet. So I showed these to our intern, Charlie, and I said, uh, I just showed her how they click together. And I said, why don't you make something for when we demo it? And she made this hot rod. And I said, oh, that's great. Was that in the little guide? And she said, no. She said, I just started putting it together. It's even got a little steering wheel on it. I took it out of the frame. It's got a little steering wheel on it. I, I, and it's just the cutest thing ever. Very creative. Yeah, very creative. Never would have occurred nice. to me. I, don't you love it? That is so cute. Michael's here. Come here. Just say hi. He's getting ready to drive to California for another charity benefit, and he hasn't showered yet. So hello, everybody. Hello, <laughs> Michael. Hi. Are you, you going to be anywhere near Los Angeles on Saturday? Yes, we are going to be in Los Angeles for a benefit for the Children's Hospital of L.A. Are you available during the day? After one, we're at the Skirball Center until one. Okay, you should come to Sensitive Santa and see us give out some of these Lux blocks. That'd be awesome. That would be so what time, what time is the event? We are from 10 in the morning until 4. Okay, so, so you we can, can make we'll it. We'll have to pack up, but we might be able to catch the end of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's connect afterwards about the location and all that good oh, stuff. I would love to Oh, we'd love to have you there. That would be awesome. That would be so much fun. So, Mike, this is so clever. You know that I love what you guys make. Lux Blocks is just a fabulous, fabulous thing. And so you're, you're doing a benefit for the Children's Hospital? Yes. It's it's called Hollywood Helpers and um, Hot Diggity Awards, a Hot Diggity media company. They've recognized us as a, a good toy for children as well. And so we are a sponsor of that event. And some of our uh, sample sticks, our luck sticks, will be given away uh, to the children, the patients in the hospital. And it's all these child actors that come together, about 60 of them, I believe. And they are going to be the ones bagging the gifts. And it'll be an opportunity to introduce Lux Blocks to a larger crowd. Well, what congratulations. A, what a fabulous That's thing. What a treat. Well, and so people can order yeah, Lux from them? our uh, toy guide. Okay. Because uh, now in the toy guide, there is a, a place to purchase. But where else are Lux available, and where would you like people to purchase them from? First and foremost, our website, which has right. been totally redesigned the last month or so. It's really beautiful now. And um, that's the best at luxblocks.com, L-U-X-B-L-O-X.com. But we also have uh, stuff on Amazon. Right. right. Those would be the two easiest ones for you guys. We California. don't have a lot of um, stores in California, so online would probably be easiest. Okay. Okay, great. Uh, it really, really love this for our kids. We gave this the Teen and Tween Therapist Award because the therapists have fallen in love with this. Mm -hmm. They think it's a great, great toy for therapy. And because you've added more colors, it's just that much yeah, the better. the colors are fantastic. Because then they can Thank work you. on colors, they mm -hmm. can work on shapes, they can work on fine motor, gross motor, there's so building, creativity, right. Right. so many things that they can work on. So congratulations and thank you so much and let's see if maybe we can see you in person on Saturday. That would be great. We'll try to make that happen, definitely. All right, thank, thank you, you so much for being thank with you us. Bye-bye. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye.
So we're going to take a break and get Vince yeah, Redman get Vince on the Redman horn. to join us. Yes. All right. Talk so a little bit about the holidays. We're going to clear the desk okay. of toys. It looks right. like Santa has hey, exploded. Can't you can't see the floor. But, uh, <laughs> but we'll be back after these messages. Parent to parent, you might be asking yourself, how on earth can I afford ABA therapy for my child? Well, the short answer is you can't. No one can. It's really expensive and it's overwhelming to most families. But the story doesn't end there, fortunately. The first thing that I want you to think about is tapping insurance resources. So many insurance companies are paying for ABA therapy right now. So that's your first best bet. Make sure and see if your insurance company is providing benefits for ABA therapy and check back often. Now, if you see that you don't have insurance right now for ABA, don't panic, there are still other resources. The next place to go is to your local support groups and ask them what local resources there are. That's a great place to ask for information because often states and even counties have support for ABA. And then beyond that, you might consider applying for grants. There are many fabulous grants out there to help you to get support for your ABA therapy. But most important, it's, it's absolutely essential that you get ABA services for your child. We know that that's essential for all of our children and that you won't be able to do it on your own. So seek out those services and support groups that will help you to fund your ABA journey. It's really important to remember that all behaviors happen for a reason. Do you provide care services to someone with autism? Recently, more and more children are being diagnosed with the condition and getting the support they need as awareness grows. But what happens to these children as they grow up? It's estimated that over half a million youth with autism will turn 18 in the next decade, and they'll be faced with a very difficult reality. As children with autism grow up, their services start to disappear or become very difficult to access. Things like medical care, mental health counseling, vocational training, and more all services that are still desperately needed. The loss of support that youth with autism face as they grow up is so severe that it's referred to in the autism community as falling off a cliff. Adults with autism need the same level of support they had as children to avoid falling off the services cliff. Introducing Skills Living, the web-based software designed specifically to help transitioning youth and adults with autism so they can avoid the cliff and instead fly to success. With Skills Living, help your learner with autism develop the skills they need in all the critical areas of adult life, including self-control, planning, and problem solving, effective communication, performing life skill tasks for independent living, acquiring and maintaining employment or other meaningful activities, developing and maintaining social skills and relationships, accessing transportation and public services, and being safe. Skills Living includes a comprehensive assessment, a data collection mobile app, behavior intervention plan builder, and automatic progress reporting. It also provides a complete curriculum addressing 16 key areas spanning the entire range of functioning adulthood. 
Skills Living is easy to use and can be implemented by schools, parents, and autism service providers. Call or click today for your free demo and see how Skills Living can help your learner with autism avoid the cliff and instead reach their fullest potential. Skills Living. Wish. Learn. Become. Our favorite How guest, much do we love Vince? Yeah, Vince Redmond is here with us. Hi, Vince. Oh, good morning. And for those of you who don't know, Vince is an amazing, rare human being. He is a licensed marriage and family mm -hmm. therapist who has decades of experience as a behavioral therapist. So he has a very unique, singularly unique perspective in doing uh, marriage and family counseling, mm -hmm. understanding what it's like for families going through this intervention. Right. So Vince is here with us on a regular basis. He is also the director of family services for the Center for Autism and Related Disorders and does an amazing job for our families uh, in that role. So Vince, welcome back to the show. We thought we would talk a little bit about the holidays, but in a somewhat non-traditional way. Right. That for families that are doing um, treatment, ABA treatment over the holidays, there is this feeling that they need to cancel therapy so that they can participate in the holidays. And we see a lot of times that doesn't work out the way the family thought it would. Um, so what advice do you have for families uh, as they come into the holiday in terms of how to utilize their therapy? Well, a couple things. I think the first thing is we want to maintain as much consistency in treatment as possible, right? Starting and stopping therapy is never a recommended, never a good thing to do, either it be through the holidays, through the summer, through winter break, through spring break. Um, I think a lot of times what happens is when these, these natural breaks come into the schedule, many families take that opportunity to take a lot of time off from treatment. And what this does is it actually stops the learning process for the children and sometimes actually um, puts them in a stage of regression because a lot of skills might have been emerging, a lot of behaviors might have just been um, you know, taught or, or to be remediated, and then services or treatment stops. And then what that does is it makes all the, the learning up until that point freeze as well. And so when the children come back into treatment, there's a lot of reteaching, a lot of relearning, a lot of um, behavior, um, you know, uh, uh, remediation that needs to be done all over again because we'll see behaviors go up. We'll see um, some of the learning go down that they you know, previously have learned. So the recommendation through treatment is to continue to keep treatment as consistent as possible, but also looking at it as this is also a good time to maybe even increase treatment, have a little bit more direct treatment um, while the children are out of school, while they have more availability, come to the centers, be able to socialize with the other kids, be able to maybe, you know, um, um, work on those social play and adaptive living skills at the center that they can't typically do during um, the school year because they're in school. So this is also that opportunity to be able to increase some of the treatment and give them some of the things that they might not be able to receive while they're in school full time. So ultimately, we want to make sure that this time doesn't impede their learning, but actually promotes it. And, yeah. and actually uh, augment it with extra hours. I know my supervisor wrote me and said, you know, is Wyatt available in the mornings yeah. during the 
the school break uh, to get extra therapy. Yeah, and what was your reaction to that, Mine Nancy? was, yes, I gave, I gave her and, hours. And was that, so for you, it was like a whoo. Oh, Is yeah. that, that's a good sure. thing that, a you know, we've got, we've got therapy. Yeah. Because I, I know people who go, well, you know, during the holidays, it's family time. And, you know, we want to be able to go here and we want to go shopping and we have all these traditions. Right. And I, and I understand that. I understand the desire to do that. But, you know, after the fact, when you say to them, so how did that go? Mm -hmm. They'll often say, well, we went to go shopping and they had a meltdown. Right. And the next three days was miserable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I didn't get done what I wanted to do and whatever. And, and so I love the idea, Vince, of instead of doing less, doing more. more. Yeah. You still can have, make time for the things that your family mm -hmm. wants to do. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, correct me if I'm wrong, Vince, a therapist might be helpful in yes. some of the things that right. you normally want to do. Yeah, actually, go on the outings. You know, schedule outings. Go to the malls. Go to... Um, you know the the different locations. You know the parks, the light shows, the boat cruises. You know those types of things that they might want to do. But those are great opportunities to work on behavior management, work on generalization of language, work on learning. Um, you know maybe laying you know parts of language. You know labeling things or manding for things. You know out in the community. You know depending on the child and their program. Oftentimes this is a great opportunity to work on those things as well while they're out in the community. Yeah. Right. Any place that your child is having difficulty, uh -huh. like if you took your child to the mall because you were going to do some shopping and your child had a meltdown at mm -hmm. the mall, mm -hmm. then that's the place that therapy needs to happen next. Yeah. Um, take the therapist. And in fact, it doesn't need to just happen the next time. It needs to happen like two or three or four more times. I remember when we were doing therapy, if we would say we were having a problem someplace, then the therapist would go with us. And it would be such peace of mind for me because mm -hmm. they would interact with him the first time. Mm -hmm. But then the next time we would go, they would say, now you're going to interact mm -hmm. with him and I'm mm -hmm. just going to be the voice in your ear, Shannon, telling you what to do. Mm -hmm. And it, honestly, that saved our lives because now I can take him anywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I know what to do because they did that with me. So I just want to encourage parents, don't get into the mindset of, oh, you know, first you go, oh, I'm going to bring the therapist. What a great idea. And then you go, so I can be off-duty, off right? <laughs> I right. do my own shopping. But make sure you do learn how to do what the therapists are mm -hmm. doing so that you get the everlasting benefit of it. Because, man, I, you know, I, I used to not be able to do anything with Jem, and now I, I, it's like the sky's the limit. Right. I love it. Right. Love it, love it, love it. Okay, well, so also flip go the ahead, coin. Yeah. And real quick, also flip the coin. It's also a great opportunity to just reinforce the kids for having a good time, yes. for, for demonstrating their appropriate behaviors, for maybe generalizing a lot of the stuff that they've learned one-to-one. -one. So this is also a great opportunity to be extremely reinforcing for them. Absolutely. Right. And then what about sometimes the therapists that you're used to having on your team are on vacation and they've right. left and they've they've gone to another state to visit their family mm -hmm. and so your ABA b provider calls you and says we have a lovely thing called a fill-in it's yeah. somebody you've never met before but they're ready and prepared to work with your child that they've never laid eyes on before and a lot of times parents go oh, no that's okay we're gonna cancel why is a fill-in a good idea Vince well, for lots of different reasons. One, we're able to maintain treatment, continue learning, right? Continue the progression of, of the child's individual drills. But two, it also gives them a new opportunity to learn from a different source. Right? As we know, throughout our lives, we're always learning from different sources in different ways. So this gives them 
a very great, a very great, that's not good language, very good opportunity <laughs> to be able to learn the same skills that they're learning. So it's not new information. It's not a new SD or new exemplar or a new piece of learning. It's the same stuff, but they're learning it from a new person, right? And that generalized, that, that generalization of learning from different people will continue to help them when they're in school, when they're on the soccer team, when they're out with different family members, and so forth. Um, we want them to be able to learn from different people. But the other thing is, again, we're maintaining that treatment. We're maintaining that behavioral consistency throughout. Yeah, I, It's extremely important. Mm -hmm. I'm, I, I, when parents say to me, oh, well, I don't want fill-ins, because right. I don't want somebody who is not used to my child, yeah. I, you know, I always say to them, is your child going to go to school? Are they going to school now? Because you know, you can drop them off and they go, oh, substitute today. Right, exactly. They need and, to learn to be flexible. And, this is one way that they can learn And I'll to tell be you, flexible. a lot of sure. times substitutes have no training whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would rather have them work with somebody who doesn't know them who I know is trained mm -hmm. and get used to them in that way so that they're ready for the substitute. I think that I think that not only should you do fill-ins, you should look forward to fill-ins. Mm -hmm. yeah. And the other thing, Vince, that I found about fill-ins was that sometimes you meet really awesome therapists uh -huh. that you want to you know, say to somebody, hey, I really like this person. I know I can't request a therapist, but if there was ever an opportunity to have them put on my team. Right. That's how, that's how I met Amy Fuentes. And yeah. she was like Mary Poppins. I she know, would she show really up is. and yeah. have a bag where the world came out of it. And I was like, who are you? Can you come back again? Those were the best fill-ins. Yes, so, I, yeah. I, many of my therapists that came on on a permanent basis, I met as fill-ins first and requested yeah. because they were so good with Wyatt. Right. right. And to follow what Nancy's saying, what happens if a therapist uh, leaves the company or reduces their availability and the new therapist is placed on the team? If the child has not been trained or learned to learn from different people, there's going to be a lot of behaviors, a lot of resistance, and a lot of you know potential extinction bursts when that new person comes on the team, which then actually reinforces the parents' you know beliefs that new people are bad. Right. Um, so what we, you know, as we're using the fill-ins, the child's getting used to learning from multiple people, so that when a when a, a schedule change occurs and a new therapist is placed on, both the family and the child are a lot more comfortable with the change, rather than if we try to keep everything the exact same and not have any fill-ins, and then when a schedule change happens, this is completely new to everybody. Yeah, it's all and the way around. And then you can find your diamonds in the rough, right? You find the diamonds that you never knew were there. Right? Absolutely. And and so what else, Vince, for holidays? What other advice do you have for people who, like, can you take a therapist to a, a, a family dinner for, for things like that if your child is having difficulties? Where can't we take a therapist? As long as it's planned out ahead of time with the supervisor and clinically it's relevant and, and it you know is working on um, the current goals that are within their behavior plan, then the environments are, are, um, aren't as important, right? So it could be a dinner, it could be the mall, it could be um, you know maybe a light show or a choral performance. You know we're working on behaviors, we're working on language, working on adaptabilities. As long as it's meeting their goals, it's actually good to teach these in multiple environments with multiple things going on so that it's not just learned at the home at the center at the school you know those three general locations so it's actually good 
but the therapist, like, you know, is participating as a therapist, right? They're there for the child. They're not there for the adults. They're not there to socialize. They're not there to participate in maybe some of the adult events that are going on. They're there for the child to do to do the treatment just like they would if it was a two-hour home session, you know, um, outside of the holidays. So I think that's important for the families to discuss with the supervisor so that they can outline you know what the expectations are for that outing in that event and then also what role the therapist will play during that event yeah okay so basically just check it out with your supervisor in terms of the appropriateness of the outing absolutely okay. but there are so many things I mean you and I both have participated in this that when the therapists go with your kiddo um, like amazing things can happen things because you know it doesn't matter how long as a parent you've been there and seeing the therapy the therapists are better at it mm -hmm. I mean can we just oh, admit sure. that and get up past that <laughs> but they're just better at it and they you know I can remember times that we would be at a party and there would be something that would happen between Jem and another kid mm -hmm. and I would miss it I would miss like there was an interaction mm -hmm. where uh, the kid would ask Jem something and Jem wouldn't be paying attention mm -hmm. and I would just miss that moment. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the therapists catch that little moment like a thread mm -hmm. and they sew it back into the sweater and say, you know, Jem, they just asked you something and they'll say to the kid, can you ask him again? And then a connection is made and that's how they get friends right? and that's how they learn how to interact. Yeah. I mean, all the things that we want come from those little threads. They're great facilitators because mm -hmm. we might be involved with other things. Yeah at the same outing right. that yeah. prevent us from doing the facilitation that we might want to ha see happen. It's right. amazing. Right. You're there for the party as well, right? You're either you're, you're, you're the host of the party or you're there as a guest, but you're going to also be socializing with other people, maybe having other responsibilities as a host. And with the therapist working with the child at the same time, then no opportunities are missed on either end, as well as as the parent, you'll get a summary of how he did or how she did during during that time how she interacted how were they social you know any behaviors that came up and so forth um, and you won't have missed anything absolutely okay. so moral of the story this yeah. holiday season I know when you're feeling overwhelmed you feel like what can I cancel right and you don't cancel you try therapy. to control things <clears throat> yeah yeah so flexibility is key yeah. during this time a mom told me the other day that she canceled therapy because she was so behind on gift wrapping and right. she just needed the time to gift wrap. And what did that and have to do with therapy though? Because she was going to have to drive the child over to the center oh, and then go back and get the child. And she was like, I just couldn't take the time away from what I was doing. I had a, a thing that I had to go to and I had to have all these gifts ra uh, wrapped. And I was like, you know, I know it seems like it in the moment, but honestly, if you know you take your child to the center, the child is getting the therapy they need. Right. You would have gotten more, more done because she said she that, didn't get everything wrapped in the end because the, the whole sensory was, stuff and the right. child was driven crazy by right, it, right. and so she didn't get it done. And right. I said, I know what it looks like. It seems like cancel that, but that's the wrong no, answer. And it would have given her more free. Time. It would have given her more free time to wrap. Anyway. Vince, we adore you, and we thank you so much. How do thank people you. reach you if they need your kind of help and support? Yeah, anytime. If anyone has any questions or needs any support, they can email me at v.redmond, R-E-D-M-O-N-D, at centerforautism.com. Thank you so okay, much for all for the work you do for all, all of our advice. families. Yeah. Great guy. Thank right, you. Have a great have holiday. Have you too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Okay, we're gonna okay. take a break. Yeah, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we've got a guest, Angela Mahoney. Yep, from, from I, I Can, Can work. work. There we go. So we'll be back with her after these messages. Our twins, Justin and Jessica, were premature babies, so we always were very conscientious of their development. But I think it was probably 15 months, Justin started getting really obsessive compulsive with opening and closing doors. And Justin started tantruming a lot too. These would be major tantrums that were just completely debilitating to the family. Having to take them out of the house, put them in the car, drive around just to calm them down. Yeah, I remember a breaking point and just thinking, you know what, we gotta do something, this is not right. Once we were on the track to getting a diagnosis for autism, we started sharing that with our close friends and family. It just so happens that somebody from our older daughter's private school called us out of the blue. She introduced herself and she says, I know that recovery is possible. Those words so early in our journey were a guiding force for us. As we got more educated in knowing what is effective therapies for kids with autism, we realized quality ABA is vital to that progress. That's where we decided that CARD was the right provider for us and for our son. Justin responded very well to therapy. The behaviors were tracked and we saw that what was being instituted was working. Justin, what are you doing? There was real progress, and it was progress that was tangible. I just remember when he, he made a sentence, he said a sentence. We were just happy about it, going, no way, I can't believe you just did that. What's the date? The 18th. 18th of what month? December. Oh, what year is it? 2007. Oh, okay, so how old are you today then? The therapies that CARD did for Justin didn't just impact his daily living skills, but it was a positive impact on our entire family. I'm Justin. I am in fourth grade. I like playing video games sometimes. My dream to build a teleporter machine. Like sometimes if like we're on an airplane and it's like really long, you guys just say, oh, hurry up with that teleporter machine. I'm waiting on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started Friday Night Lights. This is our third game of the season, and um, it's pretty fun. You have to be fast. We attribute so much of Justin's recovery to CARD. Their goal was the same as our goal. We wanted Justin recovered. June 12, 2008 is a day that I celebrate every year because that is the day that Justin was deemed recovered from autism. And Dr. Doreen Grandpiche met with us, looked at him and just said, he's brilliant. You need to keep his mind stimulated because he's very smart and he has no residual traits of autism.
promised now we are joined by a guest. We've got Angela Mahoney, who has a master's in education. She's currently a middle school special educator in a remarkable program called Skills for Life. It's a functional skill-based program focused on developing communication skills through sensory-focused, hands-on activities in the classroom and the community. Welcome to the show, Angela. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And you have an entire curriculum that's called the I Can Work curriculum. We really want to talk to you about that. I also want to say that your skills for life, not to be confused with, we talk about skills on the show, and there's a program that we talk about skills living. That's right. different. This is skills for life. Right. So just wanted to say that. But talk to us a little bit about um, I Can Work, and tell us about that and your journey into the special needs community. Sure. You know, it all began in my first classroom when I first got out of college, and I was given a work skills task of teaching a range of individual skills to prepare for employment. But my classroom really had very limited supply. You know, I walked into clubs and fewer fans, and I realized quickly I wanted a focus and sort of a plan where I was helping create a foundation to help for improvement in the future, you know, future. So that's where This I is a topic that we talk about a lot on the show about how a lot of people overlook the element of employment yes. and assume that people are not going to transition to working. So I love this idea, Angela, and, and your assurance that they need to be taught how to transition because they are going to transition to work. That's it. For me, it's not a matter of you. It's a matter of just when do we begin and how can we help you? find your spark. Love it, love it, love it. So um, so then you have the I Can Work program. Tell us all about it. Yes, let's talk about sure. how it works. So really I try to help programs and therapists as well as, you know, even parents in their home set up sort of a focused module plan. And it has these five modules. It works on skills such as interview skills, preparing for what to wear to work, how to ask for help worker communication and then it also gets the hands-on skill so it is a it's a program that's meant to help people start you know you're really get grocery skills retail service, working in an office and then you're going to about what worked what did it what did i like what did i not like and then you go from there with plan for the next step now I'm having just a little bit of trouble yeah, hearing her, but I can't tell if it's just too. our IFBs, right. Gabe, or is it? Okay, I would rather uh, stop for a second, right. take a break, okay. and let's get her on, on, fix, it. fix it, and and sure. we'll continue on because I I'm loving what you're saying. I'm just not getting the whole <laughs> right. thing. So don't hang up on us. We're gonna sure. go to break, and we're, let's see if we can't uh, improve our connection. Stick with us, you guys. Hi, I'm Shannon Penrod, and we're at the ABCs and XYZs of Special Needs Conference. And this year, for the first time, they've got something really remarkable. It's the Entrepreneurial Boutique. These are all items that have been made and are being sold by individuals who have special needs. So we're going to do a little shopping and talk to some of these fabulous entrepreneurs. Come on. 
My name is Molly Rarick, and I'm founder of Reed's Gift. We're a nonprofit that serves teens and adults with special needs, like Chase here. Uh, we were founded in 2013 and serve people in the Conejo Valley, Santa Barbara, and LA. Our main objective is to give our participants the skills they need to gain a more independent life. My name is Shelly Cox and um, Lisa Zalagi and I are founders of Creative Steps and Create Micro Business Enterprises. And the, the items that we're selling here today are all made by the clients who have uh, passions about what they want to make and then they get the profits from what they make after we've paid all of the other expenses. We are here today because um, I, my goal is to be independent and also I would like to share all my artwork and I would like to sell. Thinking about at his young age being a businessman, you know, it's, it's amazing. I cannot be more proud. Welcome back, you guys. We have with us now Clear Sound. We've got Angela Mahoney is with us, uh, and she has a wonderful curriculum called the I Can Work Curriculum. So, Angela, start from the top and tell us a little bit about this curriculum. Sure. You know, a big component of the curriculum is really that early exposure, taking those middle school years to really slow down and look at where can we begin, you know, and really trying to start around 12 years old to 13 years old at looking at a focus. And I Can Work helps with that with this five-module plan. And that plan includes job readiness skills as one module, where you're building communication skills, interview skills, working with coworkers. And then it also gets into more of a hands-on application and practice in areas such as food service, grocery, retail, as well as office setting. But ultimately, your plan is really just to try variety, have exposure, and at the end of these modules, take the time to reflect on what worked and what didn't work well. And it allows you to plan for the next step. Now, do you work on these programs with children in middle school or, in high, or high school? So what's been interesting is it's actually gone to a variety of ages, which I never anticipated. I'm finding even adult, you know, post-secondary programs are mm -hmm. using it to keep the skills fresh. And then I'm finding high schools are using it to supplement while individuals are off campus or working and volunteering. And the middle school programs are using it almost more on a daily basis or twice a week. Mm -hmm. So it ranges in the areas it's used and in what frequency. And, and you mentioned that you work on those pre-vocational skills. Why is it that you feel that hands-on is so important? You know, I think it allows individuals to find their strengths or things that are frustrating, you know, or to even see, oh, that's intriguing and that interests me. Where can I go further with this? So I do think at times there's also a paired learning where, okay, I'm going to talk about this but now, or watch it on a video, but then let me actually try it. And I think that connection to where you're trying something hands-on paired with what you've either observed or had modeled really just solidifies experience yeah I, I I mean I think that's true for all of us right, isn't it right. I, you know you can show me a video about something but if I don't have to actually do it myself mm -hmm. it's the reason why they make us do fire drills 
because yeah, they could exactly talk right. about it. Right. But if we don't actually go through it, we won't know what to do. Yeah. So right. I, I appreciate right. that. And, you know, if you struggle a bit with, you know, processing, you want to try those things multiple times. So it's not even that you would do module one one time and say you're done. You know, you're going to go back to it with the individuals. You're going to review interview skills. You'll problem solve regularly. So it is a plan that can stay with someone through high school in helping prepare for that successful employment. Yeah, you say that helping all individuals feel successful mm -hmm. is what drives you daily. Mm -hmm. Talk about that for a minute. You know, of course, I've been on this interesting journey where when I first began teaching, I was in a work skill center, as I mentioned, with very few materials, and I can work came out of it. And it's taken me on a path to now working with nonverbal um, individuals that are just truly remarkable in my classroom, but helping them have a voice in their journey. So part of this has been creating two levels to even three levels of accessible curriculum. So some things are now, you know, everything's picture supported. So those non-readers can also have exposure and be a part of the learning conversation related to employment you know did you like this task not just yes or no it's there's opportunity to really reflect and choose you know meaningful reflection on that employment but for everyone not just those that are readers and writers so it's been a really nice journey to helping give a voice to many I love this and I understand that you have blogs and uh, how can yes. the blogs be helping people to understand this more you know, I'm trying to show the various ways that even 10, 15 minutes twice a week are almost like little vocational vitamins, right? You know, try this today or try this this week or why not encourage chores at home or here's a nice resource that's visually laid out to help the steps for making a bed. You know, really trying to give helpful tips that maybe others will see to be like, oh, this would really benefit someone I'm thinking of or I could try this at home or maybe I should talk to my son or daughter's school and see what they're thinking and planning vocationally. You know, start the ball rolling, right? I hope your school appreciates what a great thing they have yes. in you. I mean, oh, you're like the middle school awful. teacher that everybody wishes that right. their school exactly. had. Exactly. Uh, yeah, How go can ahead. somebody find your program on Facebook? Yes, so if you go right to Facebook where it's iCanWork.TheraPro.com, there's a website and my Facebook page. We'll have tons of resources, such as the blogs. You'll see videos. I really try to do a lot of the things I'm doing in my classroom I want to share with the world. So I'm trying to show how to make different task boxes and things like that. Um, and really just trying to keep what I'm creating out and about so people can be inspired by it. People are saying you got to tell us the website again, but tell us a little slower. Okay. So it's, I know, I apologize. That's okay. <laughs> it is I Can Work Therapro for Facebook. So you just go right on to Facebook. I Can Work Therapro. And then that would get you right to the page. And then the website is I Can Work Therapro.com. So Therapro is T H E R A P R O. Okay. So and I how can work. Yep. And how can somebody, if somebody's you. interested in this program and learning more, how can they get in touch with you? So right on that website or through just therapro.com, which is the publisher, they have listed there. You can purchase a variety of formats. Some people prefer just PDF version that they can print and use. Mm -hmm. Or if they prefer to have the manual printed with the CD, you can get that version. And we've really started to create some supplemental materials to help parents and educators have pre-made workbooks, 
areas they can track reflection in, as well as really meaningful vocational data. Okay, great. Wonderful. Yeah. All right. Thank well, thank you, you so for much joining for being us with and sharing us. the program. Oh, thank you for the interest and helping me just share that passion to help all. It means so much, sincerely. You can't imagine how much it means to us as parents. Aww. You can't imagine. So thank you for all that you do. We appreciate it. Good luck. Oh, thank you. Thank right. you as well. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Uh, now, uh, we didn't do news at the top because no, we were, we're afraid we weren't going to have time, so we're, we're at the bottom. Now, we would you like break? to take a, a little break? Yeah, let's uh, take Gabe, a little break. would you like we'll to give back. us a little break, and then we'll come back and do news? Okay, so we'll be right back. Stick with us. Um, being part of this community is really important to a mom um, with a son like Jackson because it really does take a village and you need so much support, you know, to, um, to help bring out all of the amazing qualities and um, skills and talents that our children have. So I'm, I'm just very grateful to everybody who was a part of this. I think it helps with all sorts of that uh, self-esteem, social skills. They seem to communicate a little bit with each other and they had a lot of friends. Um, the helpers were phenomenal. And I think the social skills for sure because they, you know, they worked together and they did a couple of group things across the floor and they sang songs together. And I, I yeah, for sure, I think it's a really huge deal. A great program. What programs like this show is the person is in front of what we call today a disorder. I think what we're finding is that uh, these sorts of brain challenges that make people unique can actually be gifts in, in ways we haven't discovered in the rest of society to, to bring them out. So when you see a program like this and you see the kids dancing, having fun, and making up jokes, making up the story, I was here when they did that. That was so amazing to watch because they were all focused, they were all present, and they were all laughing, they were all getting into the creation of this story. And um, that to me sort of broke the barrier to say, now well, first we're dealing with people, and, and then we're dealing with the challenges. And we're back, and now we have a few in the news stories for you. Just a couple. Um, yeah, just a couple here. Um, Jenny J. Wow, I guess is what she's known as from Jersey Shore, which is now Jersey Shore Vacation. Um, family Vacation, mm -hmm. it's a series. Um, she had her two-year-old son, Farley, diagnosed, has been diagnosed with autism. Yeah, and she's gone public with yes. it. And I got to commend her. You know, we never want to suggest that a star has an obligation to do that, but I want to commend her for coming forward and saying that because 
you know, we can only imagine the millions of people that that's going to help because somebody who's that visible coming forward and saying, look, here's what's going on. And, um, you know, and she's been fairly positive about it. Right. She's posted videos of him with his ABA therapist. Yep. She's She's got him in speech therapy. She's doing early intervention. Yep. And we want to send the family our best Mm -hmm. and say that we're here as a resource. Mm -hmm. If you need something like anybody else that we would say to any family, we're here to help and serve. And that, you know, congratulations on you. Good job on getting into action. Because a lot of times you can spin your wheels for Mm -hmm. a long period of time. Mm -hmm. So uh, we're, we're happy for her and ready to help in any way that we can. Right. Now, the other story that we have today is just some more corroboration that music is great for our kids and helping making cognitive uh, connections. But not only that, this new study is showing that doing music on a regular basis can help our children with social skills uh, and is is something that definitely has a benefit for our kids. Yeah, and this shows a definite benefit because of the study, which there had been thought that it might help, but this shows that that is, without a doubt, um, that it can help the connectivity between the auditory and subcortical brain regions. Yeah. Uh, You know, and we certainly have seen this. Uh, You know, there were several several kiddos who have gone through CARD that have been drawn to music. Right. a lot of ABA providers will say, well, now look, you better pay attention and give all your energy to ABA, where CARD said, let's use this as part of the ABA. Yeah, and let's use do it as a hand- building block, yes. right? And and let's use this as a, a reinforcer right. and let's continue this. And, and, you know, I love that at CARD they'll say, a child wants to learn another language, let's do it. Yeah, let's it can not- often open the door yes. to other skills. Exactly. And with Wyatt, you know, they encouraged all the painting, the painting and all the right, art right, things. Right, right. Um, uh, with Jem, they encouraged all the building things uh-huh. and all the robotics things. Uh-huh. I, I just love that. And this makes perfect sense to me that we have learned over the years as they cut all of the funding for all of the music and theater and art programs out of schools, they were all these studies were coming out that saying neurotypical kids did better in math if they had music. Right. So it only makes sense that our kids would yeah. do better at those things as well. So that's a definitive. So if your child has an interest in, in music, please encourage that. Feed it, feed it, feed right. it. So it is, it's like another language, yeah. uh, you know, when you think about it. You want to talk about what's on tomorrow's yes. show? Yes. So tomorrow, great, great lineup. We're, we're sort of finishing up with the toys mm-hmm. tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, the For the younger kids tomorrow, as I was saying earlier, we'll continue to do the teens and the parents into the next couple of weeks. But we really wanted to get the, the kids done before Sensitive Santa. So tomorrow on the show, we have the makers of Sensies. These are pillows and stuffed and plush things like um, that you can sit on or that you can hold that vibrate. Oh, so they're great for sensory. Yes, they're perfect for sensory and they're called Sensies, so we love those. But also we're having the folks from Imperial Toys with us tomorrow. They're the makers of all the bubbles probably that you've played with in the last 20 years. Um, so we're going to talk about that, but they not only have bubbles, they have a host of other things too, that one of the things that we fell in love with this year is something called a googly ball. And it's, uh, it, it, it's a ball, but it looks like it's got hair all over Mm -hmm. it. They're addictive. You Mm -hmm. cannot stop playing with with them. them. 
Well, I mean, it's a great sensory toy, mm -hmm. but the truth of the matter is, is that we've learned over time that catching mm -hmm. is a so it's a pivotal skill that leads to other things, mm -hmm. and that there are some kids on the autism spectrum that their eyes don't focus properly to catch a ball, mm -hmm. and so for and my kid was one of those kids, and at a certain point, you go, well, you know, you, no, so they're not going to play ball. So they're not going to play ball. We'll let that go, right? right? And we move on to other things. But then those kids have trouble tying their shoes. Oh, really? Those kids have trouble tracking to read. Uh -huh. Those kids have trouble riding a bike. Those kids are clumsy and bump into things because their eyes don't learn how to track to catch the ball. And what CARD has learned through research is if you work extensively and don't give up on the ball right, skill and right. don't dismiss it, that the shoe tying goes better, the riding a bike goes better, okay. and all these other things. So we want to make catching a ball reinforcing. Okay. And this, this has so many things to fun. hold on. Yeah. Plus, which you can squeeze it. There, mm -hmm. I mean, it's a great sensory tool, but it's pivotal for those kids that are like that on the spectrum. Okay, great. So they're going to be here, plus Bonnie Yates will be back right. answering questions and more more of all that. Toys, okay. toys, 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 tomorrow. So okay. we'll be back then. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from me. And give yourselves a hug from me. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye.